Blog Talk Radio. audience here in our plush midtown Manhattan broadcast suites <laughs> and uh thanks for coming audience this is a great audience here yeah it's a great audience um we have uh Mike Bova's on his way he's coming down from northern New York probably got pulled over on route 12 like everyone else does in New York uh the police are on a a new campaign funded by our tax dollars which is called something about uh something Ticket Week or Ticket Mania or something along those lines. I forget exactly what the title is, but rest assured you paid for it and you will get the ticket. Coming down Route 12 up here in northern New York, we got Jeremy Matter here on the line with us, comedian, funny guy, and pain in my ass, but I'm glad he's here. Jeremy, hopefully Jeremy's going to be a, a guest, uh, you know, co-host in here once in a while. And uh, listen, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm good. Hectic, but good. How are you? Very well. Very well. We got good news and bad news, Jeremy. What's that? Well, the, fir- the first thing is, I'm not going to say which it is, good or bad. The first news is that George Lopez was canceled by TBS. No. I hadn't even yeah. heard that yet. Yeah, I just heard it on news a little while ago. So, So now that I got the good news out of the way, the bad news is, I'd never liked George Lopez. I, I hate to say that. I never thought he was funny. I never laughed at him. I think this show's funnier than Lopez, and he got paid way more money than I get paid. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I watch Lopez's show. I got to tell you, I watch Craigie Ferguson, and he's hilarious, that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Ferguson's funny. You, watch you know, George Ferguson Lopez has funny. one of the best lines ever, though. At the end what, of, man? I believe it was his last special. He said, you know, my dad said that I was stupid for doing this for a career. He said comedy was a horrible career, and I would end up on the street. And he says he was right. He said right. I ended up on the walk of fame. That's, that's very true. You know, my, that's a good my family looks at me like I'm retarded every time I say I'm going to do a show. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I can do this for free to entertain my friends, or I can attempt to get paid for it. So. Yeah, you know, I've got, That's I've it got right bad there, you news know? and good news too. Uh oh, what's you that? that? Well, you uh, you remember Macaulay Culkin? Mm-hmm. Sure do. Yeah. Well, he uh, apparently he's been suffering from severe stomach pains for some twenty odd years, and yeah. uh, they said that this morning they actually rushed him to the hospital to see mm-hmm. what was happening with it. And mm-hmm. like I said, there's really bad news, but there's really good news. The bad news is that he's actually undergoing a procedure. And they had to go in rectally, and it's very risky. But the good news is they're 99% sure that they found Michael Jackson's other glove. Oh, no, no, you didn't. You didn't go there this early in the show. And for, and for, for legal purposes, we usually try, we say we that usually is complete try. BS. That's a complete joke. Before we I usually try to... You know, listen, we usually try to get a little business done here in the first 15 friggin' minutes, Jeremy. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not good. Yeah, well, the glove, That's why I turn you'll the be comedy. able to sell that glove for more than the last one. <laughs> yeah, eBay it. 
It'll go faster than a potato chip that looks like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old tater chip. Hold on, I think I got Mike Bova here. Coming back on the line. Mike, is that you? That is me. That is you? How you doing? Yo, yo, yo. Jeremy's here with us. We're just chit-chatting hey, a little bit about... <laughs> Michael Jackson's other glove, yeah. Mystery solved. Yeah, Mystery I've wondered solved. all these years. It's, That's all we it's needed to know. for all these so. years. <laughs> Jeremy, so what's we, going on, so we, man? <laughs> Not much. I'm, I had to write some new material. I just started losing all this weight. And so uh, mm. I can't use my fat jokes very much longer. Uh, so I've got to write new stuff. Use them. Pound them harder once you're skinny, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what I'll do is just use them on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, sure. Put someone else in the chair. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> uh, just a hectic week, a lot going on. Yeah. They, uh, they're actually reopening the Comedy Zone down here in Lynchburg again. Oh, nice. And uh, the way I understand it, there should be a good amount of your audience from Lynchburg and Roanoke tonight. Mm. Sweet. We, we've actually turned a few people onto the show down in this area. Very nice. Uh, they Very seem nice. really excited about it. You know what you win for that? <laughs> Probably nothing. <laughs> no, you do. You win something seriously. I got a potato chip. Looks like it's got the, the Jesus on it. I bought Wait, it off I of eBay. E- I can eBay it and uh, retire early. <laughs> the potato <laughs> chip. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though, I got to admit. Listen, the bad news is, right, the good news was George Lopez was finally canceled. God, how long was that going to take? Really? <laughs> how long? How many chance, How many times did I have to turn on the TV and say, I'm taping Craig Ferguson, I'm taping the funny guys, Conan O'Brien and all these guys. And then I'm like, every once in a while I'll turn on, I'll turn on TBS before the funny guy gets on. And, and I just, I, I, can't, I tried to give Lopez so many chances. Listen, he was hilarious when other people were writing his stuff. I just couldn't. I couldn't laugh at the guy when he was in. I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry. Once again, um, my comments do not reflect the comments of our advertisers, my partners, our co-hosts, our guests, or really anybody else on planet Earth. But listen, yeah, you gotta you gotta be own. honest about this. Lopez was not that funny. Come on. He's not bad. He's not bad. I'm kind of on the fence with Lopez. Uh, I, I like Come Lopez. On. Just in- just not. I'm, I'm not as uh, big of a fan of Lopez as I am Sam Kennison. Come on, you guys. Far he's such a bunch of guys. ass kissers. He wasn't funny. No, right? I'm not. No, he's he's not bad. Some of his stuff is funny. Hey, listen, George, if you, if you listen to the show later on, send your email to rob.thrasher at gmail.com. Frank you, Boba. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there for everybody. So I'm pretty – typically I can horrible. find something good in just about all the comedians. About mm-hmm. the only kid that I don't like is that Bo Burnham kid. I just oh. I can't rap. I don't know if you know who he is. I just can't wrap my head around what he's doing. What yeah. about Screech? How you like he's him? A... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did a show. I did a show with Screech not long ago. <laughs> I saw oh, that. yeah. Screech. Screech is really funny with Sam Kinison's material. Yeah. If you're easy to entertain. <laughs> okay. Well, the challenge. He's a nice wow. Guy. I will say this. Off the Talk stage, about sugar was, coating. He was a great guy. He was a really nice guy off the stage. I just, it's I'm a big Sam Kennison mark and Bill uh, Hicks, uh, those type guys. Gosh. And so I know their jokes when I hear them. Right. And oh yeah, sure. Me too. My Every biggest one of pet them. peeve, my biggest pet peeve, and just like any other comedian, is to have your stuff ripped off. And yeah. you know, it's 
I've seen in you know guys do it all the time with Richard Pryor. Sure. Richard Pryor oh, stuff yeah. gets ripped off religiously. Maybe they pick right. up a word here or there, but you know I just <laughs> I did a show with Jimmy Walker. I don't know a couple of months ago, and I oh, swear man. to God it was like I was watching Bernie Mac and Chris Rock had a baby. It wow. was the, the whole show. <laughs> the whole show was either Chris Rock material or Bernie Mac material. And the granted, it's revamped. And he put this twist on, and Jimmy Jimmy's a really good performer. Mm-hmm. I just uh-huh. didn't care for the material. Right? No, that's that's horrible. I mean, well, I re- I remember in a military barracks listening to to Kinnison way back when twenty some odd years ago, laughing my ass off because the, the way he delivered everything and God, he was a genius. He was awesome. Well, he was really he, good at at addressing the sarcasm and making you agree with it, even if you didn't agree with yeah. it. Right. You know, I've, I've actually I've yeah. actually seen a preacher laugh his ass off at Sam Kennedy, <laughs> and and it was it was the uh, it was the Bible story jokes, and you wouldn't think that you oh, could make God. a preacher laugh at that, but Kennison could do it. <laughs> and you know, and it's one of his best I think his best bit ever was the bit about world hunger. Do you remember that one? Oh, make them move, buy them suitcases. <laughs> yeah, essentially <laughs> the premise of the joke is he says I found a way to cure world hunger. And so what we do is we go out there because we're going out there every day. We have been for 36 years. And so we go out Deli there with the next hall and taking the food out, and we take them to where the food is. He says, you know, he says, look at this. He says, this is sand. You know what it's going to be in 100 years? Sand. sand. <laughs> Nothing's going to grow here. Nothing's ever going to grow here. And, but he, and he made really good points. His jokes weren't empty. His content right. actually had something to it. You know, there's a lot of guys now that think, I'll just go out and drop the F-bomb every other word, and that's going to make me funny. And that's yeah. not what makes you no, funny. No, that don't work. No. You know, that's Richard Pryor yeah. worked clean before he worked for you. Right. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Hey, I just want to throw this out there because, uh, you know, last week's show we had Katie the Comic on, and uh, he threw a challenge out there to Dustin Diamond about doing a joke-off. <laughs> so, uh, so, Screech, if you're listening, you know, uh, if you want to take Katie the comic up on that challenge, I think that'd be pretty funny. And if if you didn't like the show last week, you can send your comments to Rob dot Thrasher at gmail dot com. Because <laughs> he suck. <laughs> anyway, anywho, <laughs> right? Send him on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think care. I D- care. Dustin is a witty guy, though. He he is quick with the yeah, comebacks. He witty, had a heckler, right. and he man, I tell you what, he chopped a heckler up in quick fashion. Wow! Now that, that I would have liked to see. Yeah, he's he's not a guy to heckle. There's some comics that'll take it on the other cheek and just ignore you, or maybe they'll kind of you know wink at security or something like that. Dustin yeah, Diamond yeah, get is him not out. that guy. <laughs> Dustin really? will kick your ass with a microphone. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to challenge him to a heckle off then. I'd like <laughs> to be the heckler. There is no <laughs> medium pace when when he when he's had enough of the guy. There's not a breaking ice. There's not a medium pace. It's pretty much here's uh, this guy's I'll make ass cry, on the platter. Dude. I'll yeah, make him he's, cry. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I will have Screech on the stage crying when I'm done heckling him. <laughs> there's another guy that's from uh, up your way, actually. His name's Paul Hooper. And, man, that guy will thrash a heckler. I, I said, when I go to his shows, if I open for Paul Hooper, I'll wait and pray that somebody will heckle him. <laughs> there was a night Dude, that, that I actually be... got a guy drunk and encouraged him to heckle Paul. <laughs> And I'm feeding, I'm feeding this guy tequila shots like they're going out of style. And I was like, you know what, this guy sucks. Why don't you heckle him? And Paul's like, I'm like, look at him. He's five foot tall. Screw him. Get him hell. Get him hell. And this guy's like, oh, you suck. And I was like, oh, you need to do better than that. Talk about, say something about his mother. And then this guy, he, man, 
That guy That's needs beautiful. me now. He, he's never been back <laughs> to another one of my shows. <laughs> you know, you actually bring up a good point. I mean, do you think that most hecklers are are drunk? I mean, typically, typically I mean, someone's not going to go there and go, I'm, I'm going to shoot my mouth off through this comic or whatever and see what happens. You know, I think, I think they're drunk and... Go I've got a shirt that I'm, I'm going to start wearing every show. It says, hecklers should be shot, survivors should be shot twice. <laughs> they, I, it, it is beyond comprehension why you would spend, you know, 5, 10, 20, sometimes 50 bucks to go see a comedian and then heckle him. So you're going to get right. kicked out. <laughs> right. Because it's not yeah, like most jobs. You can go to a NASCAR race and yell, Dale Earnhardt sucks all day long. He's mm-hmm. not going to park the car. He's not going to climb in the bleachers. He's never going to hear it. <laughs> a comedian is waiting for that. Because yeah, he tells the same jokes, he tells the same jokes every night. He knows his next punchline. He knows what's coming up. He's bored. He's waiting on something to change his scene. <laughs> and if you're right. the dumbass that has just little enough sense to say, "Oh, you suck," be ready for it. Because a good comedian has something waiting just for you. You know, right. and it's to me heckling a comic is like going to a brothel to masturbate. <laughs> Yeah, counterproductive. Oh, you know. No. Oh, yeah. fourteen minutes in, we. Yeah. That's that's because they don't know what the word brothel means. They think it's like a like yeah. like broth. Or yeah. like soup, oh, I guess right? for the layman, it's like a I guess soup, for the, a soup hut. I guess for the typical guy, I guess it's, it'd be like ordering a margarita and splashing in the floor. <laughs> it, it just it, it's and I, I will never under, understand hecklers. It, it just makes no sense to me, and I, I don't think a lot of guys genuinely think that they're funnier than the guy on stage. But they just don't have the nads to get up and try. I've seen guys come to an open mic and, and heckle open micers. I'm thinking, you dumbass. This is an wow, open mic. that's sad. All you've got to do is walk on stage. But they don't. They, they'll usually cower out the door right before the good punchline comes up or before the security gets a hold of them. So, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody will ever understand hecklers. It's, they're they're I think, retarded. Uh, I think I want to go on the road heckling diamonds. I want to do a road trip. Every city he's in. <laughs> but this, this one lady, she was sitting with him, and his, his material is extremely vulgar. It's yeah. kind of like he took Sam Kennison's stuff, regurgitated, and and made it a little more, I guess a little more harsh, but a little less funny. And it's and, some F-bombs, made it less funny. Yeah, and I can't get into one of his bits on here because it's that bad, but I, I'll allude to it like this. One of his bits alludes to the fact that going, uh, how do you say? He compares a 90 year old lady to a grilled cheese sandwich, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and we, uh. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, the third night said. of our show, the third night of our show, the first two nights <laughs> the crowd did it and they were okay. But the third night of the show, the comedy zone in Lynchburg was inside of a hotel. And sometimes you would get hotel guests that just didn't know anybody. Well, this particular weekend, there was a vintage car club there, and they were all 65, 70 years old. So we oh, walked no. into this room, and the entire room is blue and silver. Everybody in that oh, 65, geez. 70 plus. And so I'm instantly going, oh, God, I love this. This Uh-oh. will be the best night of the week. Because I was thinking, maybe he'll switch his material up. Nope. <laughs> Turned it up. And these people looked like they had seen somebody rape a puppy. They just sat there with their mouths open. This one lady, this one lady said, "You know what? This is the worst night of my life." And she gets up, walks right out. The wow. And I thought that is a bad comedy show. When this is the worst night of your life, I mean, surely you've had diarrhea, you've caught some kind of STD, 
you you know you seen a dog get hit by a car, you saw something on the news, but this Dustin <laughs> Diamond's act five minutes in is the worst, worst moment of, of your life. At seventy years old, it's not that she was twenty and just hadn't been around. This lady was been around for like a couple of wars, both world She's wars, some of her kids, but this is the worst night of her life. Depressions, black yeah, practice. And I thought, geez, you know that. <laughs> You know, I almost told Dustin, but I was afraid he would just kill himself right there on the spot. Uh, <laughs> that would have got some ratings. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. It was He's, but like I said, I'm, I'm bashing him out of fun, but he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, and, yeah you know, I'm sure. He just, I think he probably would be one of the guys that would benefit <laughs> from buying some material. Like Steve-O. Steve-O, you know, when he first yeah. started out, he wasn't funny at all. But right. I haven't seen his act, but they said that he, um, he bought some material from a guy, and that he delivers it. His delivery is great. He just needed kind of a kickstart. And, there, and there's a lot of guys that do that. A lot of these guys in this business don't write their own stuff. Right. It's so just for me. Or should they? It, yeah, it's, it's hard for me. I have to write my own stuff. I don't really even have to write. I just have to wake up and live through a day and tell somebody about it. That's, that's pretty much, you know, that's that's how it goes for me. Like with my weight loss, I mean, all I've got to do is get on stage and tell them what my doctor said. So the place was falling apart, and I'm thinking, this sucks. You know, I'm here to console, you know, to, to tell these people and make some friends, and they're laughing at me. But they're giving me 150 bucks for it. So. Sure. <laughs> That's all. It, and most of the stuff that I tell comes from, you know, Richard Pryor. You know, Richard Pryor Jr. was telling me that his dad, everything he told, he was simply telling you a story. He didn't sit down and write these jokes. Yeah. He told right, you what happened right. to him, and Richard Pryor had a dark life, man. I mean, mm-hmm. but he yeah. could turn it into something that you couldn't help but laugh at. Exactly. And so I think, that, I think that's the best comedians. Cosby, Pryor, these yeah. guys that can just tell you what happened yesterday, and you're story. falling apart yeah. at the scenes. You got it. Yeah. But I think I'm a sucker for every genre of comedy. I don't think there's anybody that I don't at least like a little bit. All right. Um, with the exception of Carlos Mencia. I hope he gets VD. That's really <laughs> wow. Wow. And the thing is, once again, he's funny. He's funny well, as hell with well, other people's listen, jokes. What, what flavor of, of VD? I mean, what are we talking here? I, don't, I mean, how bad really do you want burns. him to get? Mm. <laughs> if, if I went something to VD on like somebody, it's, it's something like that crabs? you can't hide. You know, yeah, cra- <laughs> crabs, with, crabs with the side of the flat, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, Crabs HIV, HIV, you can eat really well and hide it. People want to uh, know for a while. You know, uh, herpes, you can hide it with the right cream. <laughs> but a good a Wow, good sounds cake, like a guy with experience there. <laughs> a good, yeah. I've heard from these people, anyway. Yeah, I've heard from people A good, a good cake with a crab with some flaming pee on the side. That, that's what you wish on a guy. I mean, I want the guy, when he pisses, to melt the toilet seat. <laughs> you know, I want him to have to keep a fire extinguisher in his bathroom to keep from setting the shower curtain on fire. <laughs> I want it to hurt. Uh, yeah, I want him to make noise. I want him to make some noise when he pees. I want his neighbors to know, oh, yeah, Carlos is pissing again. Yeah. I want everybody to know. Huh. You know, you know when, they, when the guy pees outside, the grass just wilts up. <laughs> Wow. Uh, to the point when he dies, when he dies, grass won't grow over his cat. <laughs> just dirt. That's when you know a guy's piss burns. Oh, wow. 
Wow. That's all it takes. I want him to dip his I want him to dip his finger in the wrong jar of honey honey one time. <laughs> just just one time get with a groupie that sat on the wrong public toilet. Just one time. I'll be happy. <laughs> I don't I don't wish I don't wish Carlos would see it bad. That guy No. No, you'll love him. No. <laughs> now he's actually he is he is good with other people's material and what's funny is oh, God, finally, you're he finally did start admitting that he ripped off material. And, that, and to me, that meant the world. I was like, you know, at least the guy finally said right. it. And he did it, it on a, a documentary called uh, I Am Common. <laughs> and he says, in his exact words, he says, you know what? Yeah, I still <laughs> jokes. He said, if I come to a club and you're performing, run, bitch. That's what he said. And he's like, my God. <laughs> you know, he went from denying it to saying, yep, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, man, if you can admit it, it's uh, fair game. Oi. I think you I think you said it before though. I think you hit it in the head, Jeremy. That the funniest stuff, man, is the stuff that happens in everyday life. I mean, you know, like yep. I was telling my sister a story one time. You know, it's something you don't tell your sister when you're when you're 21 years old and you get strip searched at the border of Canada. You know what I mean? They're looking for they're looking for drugs. So, so I, I, t- I told her. I said one time we're talking about Canada because I grew up about 30 miles from the border. I said, "Did ever tell you got strip searched at the border of Canada?" And she's like, "No, what happened?" I said, "Well, a guy." was with me and he had a couple of joints we were going to actually go up and jam with this band up there in uh, mm-hmm. this place called Brockville and, and the guy goes now, I was in an 80's rock band so the guy's like where are you going you know in his in his uh, uniform I said we're going to Brockville what are you going to do I said we're going to jam with the band he goes pull her over oh no no dude hey listen I'm 21 okay I don't know what to say I'm an idiot right <laughs> I know wrong so, answer that's okay wrong answer yeah <laughs> and so my friend had smoked one joint. The second joint he left in his Marlboro case, and you know what? They found it. Like, he's an idiot. He's like, they're not going to find it, man. No, they found it. They'll they never go, find it's it. where the other smokes are. Yeah. So the, so the guy goes, you know, who's homemade cigarettes, you know, and he's like, mine, sir. And he goes, who's, uh, or he said, who's marbles? And he goes, mine. He goes, who's, who's homemade cigarette? He goes, mine. And the guy goes, you got any more? He goes, no, you can check us if you want to. I'm like, shut up. Oh, and they're like, oh, we're going to check you. You can just you go know? ahead and oh, get the dogs will. out, too, if you want to bring them up. And there's also another person. Yeah, bring the dogs on, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, man, I have, my, and I have no apart. idea where that bitch's body is. I don't I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely not pot growing behind my mom's trailer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, definitely not, you know. My brother actually did that one. That's why I said that when we were about uh, 16, I guess my brother's like 13. And apparently he had stolen a neighbor's pot plant. And oh, he, no. uh, he hid it behind a shed behind our house. And he walks in the house one day, and my mom just, <laughs> simple question, said, Hey, what have you been doing? She says, uh, I wouldn't water in a pot plant behind the building. I said, what a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. So, so right. she, she won't check that. Right. So after about 30 minutes of severe beatings later, I learned, you know, Never do not that to, again. He's, not to be a social <laughs> retard. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I guess I was, yeah. Yeah. I guess you yeah. would have beat the sense out of him if he had any, but. Right. So what they need yeah. is a, they, need, they need a book on how to cover things up for dummies. <laughs> how, how to cover up dummies. for dummies. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you, it's pretty much, you can learn it from just about any government agent. Right. Any of them. Any of them are good to teach it. Now it's, it's funny. We um, I don't know if I told you all this off off the air or not, but when I first, you know, my doctors have given me hell about my weight for years. It's nothing <laughs> new. And uh, we went to the eye doctor to have a routine eye exam done about two months ago. 
And halfway through the exam, he's, you know, is this blurry? Can you read this? And out of nowhere, he says, have you thought about losing weight? I thought, Jesus Christ, this is my, this is my doctor, my eye doctor. Huh. And I said, well, you know why? He said, well, I couldn't help but notice. He said, I'm, I'm worried you're going to become at risk to become overweight. And I know that you all haven't seen me in person, but I'm about five pounds away from being Ralphie May's stunt double. I've been at risk <laughs> for becoming overweight. Hey. So he goes on, and he starts giving me advice. And I'm like, you're an eye doctor. And he says, uh, have you heard about the shake weights? And at the time, I had no idea what shake weights were. And I wish that, I wish that the conversation was stopped. We've talked about on the show before. And he says, uh, he says, yeah. And I'm like, you know, at first I considered it. I was really thinking about it, and I said, well, where do you get them at? He said, well, you can get them at Walmart, and they come in little white ones and big black ones. And that was it. I was like, no. I was like, never yeah. will I be standing in the middle of a gym full of guys taking little white ones and big black ones. Jeremy, Jeremy, listen. Jeremy, you can't tell me that you Jeremy. haven't been like in a Rite Aid or something, right? Looking around, because you see this loose shake weight, right? Looking around to see if anybody's looking and grab it and just do a couple of motions. Come on. You can't tell me that you haven't done that. Well, you know, the truth of it is, I think everybody does. <laughs> shake weights, everybody does. I think people just don't it. admit it. I Here's the funniest thing about it. That could be your slogan. That could be your slogan. You know you're doing it. Admit it. Shake weights. Here's the funniest thing. Here's the funniest thing about it. The funniest thing about it is, this guy invents this shake weight thing. He invites his friends over. Hey, I got this great invention. Can I show it to you? And then six minute workout. He's doing this, and his friends are like, Yeah, we know what you've been doing. But they never told him it was a bad idea, so he produces it and makes makes millions. His right arm looks like Bob. I've got to wonder though. I know that they'll they'll get you in shape, but I wonder if they'll make you blind. It might. It very might. It very well could. In in all honesty, I am going to order some, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the Mexican version comes out Mm -hmm. because they're going to be about a quarter of the price, and I'll get results four times as fast. All right. So that's that's when I'll do it. Yeah, you know what's really funny. You know how those, you know how these, you see these lawyer, you see these commercials for lawyers, and they say if you took this medicine before, and and, and somebody in your family oh, yeah. like had an illness or an accidental death, you know, call the call this this lawyer, or whatever. It's gonna it's gonna say in a few years, if you know anybody that bought the shake weight and they're now blind, <laughs> call this number. The shake weights cause your divorce. <laughs> you know what they you know what they do, man. Now they have them at brothels. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There you go. Wow. For, sure. for guys that are for guys that are hecklers, they have them at brothels, <laughs> and they just go and use a shake weight for six minutes. They're called heckler weights in the brothels. Yeah. yeah, sure. If they last that long. Oh right. boy. Yeah, I've got a buddy of mine. He's a he. He actually was a close closet homosexual until he bought some shake weight, mm. and it's not that it came out, but all of the uh. people bought it, and we knew he's on the shake weights. <laughs> That's horrible. I should yeah. tell by the <laughs> no, I, I eyes are all red. I've, I've, looked the them, I've looked at him in the store, and I have kind of like jiggled him a little bit and thought this would look so stupid to use in yeah. front of somebody. To me, I watched an infomercial where they were using them, and to me, it looked like everybody was having an epileptic seizure. I was like, there's no way I'm using that. Even if it does work, I'm just, I, I can't do it. Not as not as a grown man with any kind of pride. I can't use that. Well, the, well the th- here's what I'm thinking about the shake way, dude. You know what? You, you, you're doing these motions with your arms. So listen, are you, are you going to have Popeye forearms and, and every other part of your body is going to go to hell? Or what? Yeah, Tear your shoulders big out. Popeye muscle. <laughs> yeah. Tear your shoulders well, out. Close me down, me. Olive. I've been using shake way. I get, 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 get. 
<laughs> yeah, so what's the, I guess you all have a new campaign up there on the highway, some ticket campaign? Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was telling them about our, no, 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 the new one, it was, uh, I think it was called, like, Ticket Week or some freaking Oh, yeah, that's the one I sent you in the. We've got one for Steve <laughs> called Click It or Ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's we've had it for years though. And yeah, if they see you without a seatbelt, they'll pull you over to write you up, and it's yeah. like a fifty dollar ticket. It is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Here's my thought on that. Here's my thought. My thought is okay. They want they want each cop to go out and I think like get three tickets a day or something like that. So why are you going to remind wow. people to click it? Okay, let them forget right. about it. So you can you write more tickets. Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hey, well, forget well, it. forget about forget about click it. Get your ticket. Yeah. Well, hey, you got to look at it like this. If they weren't wearing their seat, but it makes the paperwork a whole lot easier at the car accident. Well, right. Witnesses? Right. Uh, I mean, none. <laughs> no witnesses. No no statements. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It just, to me, it's kind of an invasion of your rights. It's, I mean, I wear a seatbelt. I'm not saying not to. I wear one. Sure. You know, everywhere I go, I've, I've lost a lot of friends to it. And, you know, I've had a couple of friends that if so, they would have been wearing one, they'd probably still be with us. Okay. But it's still so, your right. But right, but does the government come in and, and put? What do they do next? They're gonna wrap us in bubble wrap in the cars, and you gotta have you gonna bubble wrap it or ticket? Uh, put your helmet on. You got your helmet on, Mr. Thrasher. They'll call you on the phone on the freaking what's the next the thing, the star thing, and Windstar, whatever the hell it's called. They'll call you on the phone in your car. Oh, I see you started your car. Do you have your bubble wrap and helmet on, Mr. Thrasher? I mean, a lot of things right. can save us. I'm not yeah. saying don't wear seat belts, but well, I'm saying how mine, friggin' far do we go? There was somewhere that actually was talking about enforcing a law with condoms. And I can't oh, remember no. where it was. I just heard a little snippet about it. I thought, you know, that, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and it was, I can't remember where it was. And I, it may not have even been in this country, but someone was basically trying to force condoms on. Sure. And, hmm. and it just blows my mind. You know, I well, don't... I, I, yeah, sure. I actually applied to be on the inspection team for the um, condom enforcement. Uh... <laughs> well, a, a friend of mine doesn't believe... <laughs> My my good buddy Mike doesn't believe in condoms, and he heard about it, and he actually he went ballistic. He said, what, you know, what do you mean? He, he doesn't he believe they exist? He refuses to use them. He thinks they're like so, fantasies, so he uses or like you don't the believe they exist? I tell you, well, he had a bad experience. He told me, he said, you know, they're supposed to keep you from getting herpes. They're supposed uh-huh. to prevent um, the spread of illness. He said, but I've had this one on for three weeks, and they just gave me a really bad rash. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. You're supposed to, yeah, you are supposed to change them, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to change I believe three or four days is the most you're supposed to wear those for. Well, you know how your parents yeah, told you, you know, always have on a clean pair of underwear in case <laughs> something happens where you go to the hospital, God forbid. You know, you always want to have a clean condom. Yeah. yeah. So, and like Richard, <laughs> like Richard Simmons said, Richard Simmons put it uh, as clear as you can put it. He said they taste horrible. Oh, man. So, yeah. You know what? The thing about the clean underwear thing is, like, I, I think there's better reasons to to wear clean underwear than if you get in an accident. Because the first thing that happens if you're in an accident is you shit yourself. So yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. It's not going to be clean either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the thing. Right. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Well, I had a friend. I had a friend that I worked with. This guy gave him a hard time because he didn't wash his hands when he urinated. We'd be in the bathroom. Uh, the guy would pee and just walk out. And finally, we're sitting there one day, and, and he said, he said, "Man, he said, I really wish you'd wash your hands." When you go pee, he said, he says, why? Why should I do that? He said, well, because you, you've handled your junk, and then you, you came out here, and you're shaking hands. He said, look, here's the deal. He said, I wash my hands before I pee. And that flabbergasted everybody. He said, because think about this. He said, I know where it's been all day long. 
It's been tucked away. <laughs> I'm wearing clean pants. It's been sexy. He said, I didn't rub it all over the drink machine, the water fountain, put it in your hands, <laughs> put your keyboard with it. He said, so in all honesty, you know, I think I'll just wash my hands before I go and leave that the one I'm supposed to take on my body. You can't really argue with that. And and urine is uh, urine is actually there's no germs on urine. It's it's completely disinfected. Well, it, yeah, it, you know that. You can't argue with a guy that says that though. I mean that's that's kind of <laughs> that's end game type stuff right there. You okay? <laughs> Rob, and then Rob, like three days sure? later, everybody's walking in and washing their hands before they pee at work. Yeah. Are you sure about the urine thing? Like like a person's urine is cleaner than a dog's mouth? I mean, come on, dude. It is. It's as what? clean as a dog's mouth. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's truly. Look up. I gotta re- Listen to me. When, you, when you're when you're stranded in the wild, the first thing that, that uh, what's his name, Gills does is drink his urine. He's done it 90,000 times on the show. It's completely, completely disinfected. It doesn't mm. taste good from what I, I've I heard. I think I'll take my chance. <laughs> I think if it comes down to licking the dog's mouth hey, or drinking my urine, it, unless it's burning when it comes out, that is a whole. That's yeah. a different deal. Yeah. That's a Carlos whole Yeah, but I think I think Carlos Mencia now after he listens to the show, he's going to be using condoms, <laughs> right? Because after after hearing what he, after hearing what his future could be, he's going to be definitely wearing condoms. Well, I, yeah, heard, I actually I hope recommend that he's you wear a condom. Offended by these jokes that I got from Jimmy Walker. Uh huh. Nice. Nah. Jimmy Walker didn't write those jokes. I don't think Jimmy Walker writes white jokes. I don't think so. No. Pretty sure he does. I don't think so. No. Joke hard. I would bet. Joke, joke harding. Joke writing's not that hard. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. I think, like you said, you hit it on that right on the head. Just take stuff from your everyday life and put it down yeah. on paper. One of the guys who used to co-host the show with us, Phil Coe, he's a really really funny guy, and I talked Phil into doing some stand-up. I go, dude, write some material because he's really funny and he's great off the cuff you know he said write some stuff dude write some stuff and just go you know do an open mic thing whatever i said i'll, I'll set up a comedy show and have you be like one of the open openers i said yeah. you you have unbelievably funny stuff i said you've missed your calling dude seriously yeah mm-hmm. so well and sometimes though, you'll find a guy that has really funny stories but yeah. he can't he can't turn that into a punchline and right, I've right. got I've got several friends that have come out and done open mics with me that they'll tell you a story at your house and it's really funny, but when mm-hmm. they get on stage they make the mistake of telling the same yeah. story the same way and yeah, it's a right. ten minute story that leads to one punchline. Yeah. And so the structure of it, and I had to learn that at first. When I first my first open mic, I got on stage and told about my colonoscopy, <laughs> and that, beautiful. <laughs> that was horrible. beautiful. And it, and the funny thing is the story of my colonoscopy actually was really funny. As, uh, as funny as it can be, but I got up and I just told the story, and people looked at me like, "What a jackass!" He just come and told us that the water hose rammed up his ass with a camera on it, and, and that was it. That was all the story. Right. And, they, and they just looked at me, and like, but you know, I turned around and I turned that into a bit that actually worked pretty good. But then I realized, nah, I'm tired of telling everybody about having a camera rammed up my butt, so mm-hmm. I backed off of it. But you know, yeah. Pryor and those guys, that, that's what made them genius was. What they told you was absolutely true. Fred Fox, Eddie Murphy, most of what they said had really either happened or it was a good premise of something that happened to somebody they knew and they exaggerated it a little. Yeah, And and comedy is all about exaggerating your traits that you had. Dwayne Johnson is a great example, The Rock. When, When you see that guy and he comes out as The Rock when he was a heel in wrestling, that's simply an exaggerated 
version of himself. In real right. life, he's a really nice guy, but he's got that smart-ass attitude, that little, he can come at you really quick. And so what he does, he knows he's a big, good-looking guy, and so he says, hey, I'll tweak this, I'll, I'll add a little narcissism to it, and then you've got The Rock, and now the guy went from, you know, catching chairs to the face to being one of the number one box office guys in the world. Right. Yep. I mean, and that's all him. I mean, when you see his characters, it's, it's an exaggeration, but a lot of it's a lot of it's him. I heard a rumor that all that wrestling stuff was real. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Every, <laughs> you know, every, every bit of it. Every bit. Every of it. single yeah. friggin' I, minute of it. You know, yeah. it's funny. I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe. Seven years. When I got out of high school, that's what I did as a living for seven years. I was a professional wrestler. And, you know, I did it until I was roughly 25 years old. And uh-huh. you wouldn't believe the beatings those guys really do take. It, it is staged and choreographed. But what those guys do to their body is insanely brutal. Well, I mean, they cut themselves in, as part of the deal. So it's not easy by any means. Yeah, it's it, it, well, I mean, and you see a guy take a chair shot to his head. He really took that chair shot. Or you see a guy do some of this ECW stuff where he high dives 25 feet off of a balcony through a table. His fat right, ass that really hit dive. that floor. That was a know, real dive, and, right? And it's hard to do. Oh, no, I don't remember the day. Don't get me wrong. Listen, they're athletes. There's no doubt about oh, that. Totally. They, they, those guys are freaking powerful, strong people. Well, you know that. You, you know. know what you call a guy that sucks in the NFL, right? Professional wrestler. That's where they all go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember when I found out wrestling was fake. And it, after and your career was, well, you know, seven I, years remember, <laughs> I was I was really hardcore. I was the biggest wrestling Wait, fan probably ever. And one really morning, my mom sets me on the end of my bed, and she, mm-hmm. she puts her hand on my knee. And she says, "Listen, you know, it's gotten out of hand. You know, you realize that those two guys doing that are really good friends. They're just a stage. They're just acting." And I was I was blown away. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And I mean, almost, I actually, tears come to my eyes. I remember it just like it was yesterday. And I said, Mom, you know, I just spent all my allowance on some Ric Flair bed sheets. I bought these <laughs> wrestling figurines. I got me a Jake the Snake poster. Why are oh you telling me this God. now? I know, Why right? are you telling me this now? She says, because you're 36 years old, you dumbass. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's, that's top at 36. Listen, that's a lifetime of... of <laughs> Having believed in something, yeah, you know sure. that's ridiculous that she told you that. And then you're she like, probably the next told you at 34. Yeah, you're like, next thing you're gonna tell me, Mama, Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> yeah, oh man, which, I tell which you what, fairy tales, fairy tales are the worst. They, you know, I, <laughs> I remember, know. God, I've, I've actually got a lawsuit pending against Smokey the Bear. <laughs> you remember, you remember his slogan? Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, you know how bad that screwed me up as a kid. Here I am, five years old. <laughs> I'm going to school. It's all I can do to color in the lines, tie my shoes, and now I'm fighting the forest fires. Just me. Just nobody else. Just me. Just you. I'm just thinking, Jeremy. Go here. Here's the whole kid. Go at it. And I thought, you know what? They're burning. Screw them. I've Get got, that I've got fire. Homework. And you know, I carried that burden for years, and I'm pretty sure that, that there's some financial reward uh, in that. Dude, that's a mental scar. That's a lifetime yeah. mental scar. Well, that I'll tell you another good one, too, right is, you know, one of the first things your parents tell you is there's no boogeyman. <laughs> they tell you that it's absurd, you know, the thought of a guy being under your bed and that he's going right. to get you at night is absurd. There's no way the doors are locked. He can't get in here. 
<laughs> now go to sleep so the tooth fairy can put a quarter under your pillow. <laughs> and I'm way and more I, afraid of the fairy than the friggin' the other yeah, guy. It was well, like you know, a fairy. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is this fairy? Is this a guy or a girl? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you've got to wonder, for one, why is this dude wearing tights? And why is he breaking into the house instead of just showing up like my Uncle Roy? Why don't he just knock on the door? And what is this son of a bitch's problem with teeth? What is this fetish? Why does he need my teeth? You know, apparently they weren't good enough to stay in my head, but he's got a use for them. You know, you got to wonder about that guy. But don't worry about the guy in his bed. Worry about the guy's got a problem. He's got a freaking fetish. Probably making necklaces out of teeth or something. And then Easter, I mean, teeth and you know, <laughs> Easter always cracked me up. At six years old, I was like, you know, so you mean to tell me that we're going to celebrate Jesus by looking for colored rabbit crap in the backyard and eating what's inside? Right. <laughs> so, colored know, for, rabbit for one, crap. <laughs> for one, why is it that his, 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 his rabbit turds are only this color on Easter? <laughs> and, and what kind of message is Jesus sending us with it? I love Jim Gaffigan's bit on, on uh, holiday traditions. I don't know if you've seen Jim Gaffigan's bit on it. But he's, yeah, well, he's like, too. you know, Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead, what are we going to do? He's like, how about eggs? What's that to do with <laughs> Jesus? He goes, okay, well, hide them. He goes, I don't get your logic. Don't worry, there's a bunny. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I saw him at Turning Stone. That was hilarious. Man, he is he is really funny. Uh, he yeah, is then, funny. And then yeah. you, and then another good one you tell your kids is, don't lie. Always be honest. Do not lie because if you do lie, Santa Claus is going to know and he's not going to bring you anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the most hypocritical lie you could ever tell. I'm lying to you about <laughs> lying right now so that you won't lie. I want you to turn out to be an honest individual <laughs> so that you too can lie to your kids for 15 yeah. years about this cat burglar that's going to bring presents. Yeah. You know, no glory to God is this, this big fat guy who's going to break into the house. Right. <laughs> big I mean, you fat know. guy to break into the house. Uh, yeah, beautiful. beautiful and, then he's gonna, and you're probably going to wake up to him making out with your mother on the couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, we tell, and then, you know, they tell kids all the time, you can be anything that you want to be when you grow up. Everybody gets that. And, yeah. you know, my parents that's did that. Bullshit. My parents told me that my whole life. You can be whatever you want. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, that's when was lie. the last time you saw a 290-pound bald ninja on stage selling jokes at the local comedy club? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not a ninja. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just catching on. But, you know, I, I've still yet to hear anything from the ninja college yet. So at 36 years old, I'm not going to hold is my breath a, much longer. Is there really a ninja college? I didn't know this. Where is this college? Well, you can't find it. McDonald's has a hamburger college. You so. can't find it. You can't McDonald's. find a ninja college. You don't know where it is. No, it's that. You know, there point. really that is. is McDonald's point. really does. McDonald's <laughs> truly has a hamburger college. Yes, they do have a hamburger college. And I'm thinking, uh, how, how <laughs> retarded have you got to be for that's the only school you get accepted to? <laughs> Hamburg so, College. Can you imagine how how bad it would suck to be their parents? You sitting around the like, yeah, Jimmy got into Duke. Yeah, Larry got into yeah. Where, where, where's your Jeff going? Oh, he's going to Hamburger College. Yeah, yeah Jeff should probably just you kill listen. Him. You have to have a D average or better to get into that deal. So don't make fun of that shit. That's not yeah. funny, Jeremy. What kind of course you got to have? You got to have a little bit of drool hanging out of the right side of your lip. <laughs> uh, I know one of the courses they teach is cow tipping. Well, and, and it's easy to oh, call it fine. It's the one with yeah. all the lick marks on the windows. 
Cow tipping. Cow tipping. They got beef one on one. They got yeah, yeah. You got to tip the cow to get its head off, and so they teach cow tipping. They teach <laughs> what else? Let's see. Um, this been some. This been some good. This been some good beef slogans over the years. So you got to think about it. Remember the lady who said she was an old lady. Where's the beef? Oh Remember yeah, that, well, that was Wendy's, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she was driving the car. She couldn't see. You couldn't even see her blue head over the wheel. That was hilarious. Uh, where's the beef? And then beef is oh, yeah, for dinner. As he drove into the front of a Burger King in spite. (laughs) Well, you know what would be good is, you know, everybody's into all this retro stuff. They're trying to bring stuff back from the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, what if they redid that commercial? Use the same lady if she's still alive. If not, you know, have have a look like do it. And right when she says, where's the beef? Ron Jeremy kicks through the glass and says, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He he repels from a building. (laughs) Oh, boy. He could be what dressed you, like Howard Stern was at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. Ass man. But he's practicing safe sex. He's wearing a condom. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. But he's had it on for more than four days, so it's new. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's always yeah. and it, it's always made me laugh. That, you know, there's there are actually schools for stand-up comedy. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's always just, I mean, to me, either you're funny or you're not. <laughs> right. It, it's, you know, if. If you try to tell me how to be funny, I should probably just not be doing it. Sure. I might be challenged. I might be funny challenged if I got to go to school for it. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's <laughs> kind of like, you know, stripper school. Either I'm born for this or they're not. Kind of. A, although, like, I guess who goes if to you get on stage school? and bomb, it is kind of like being an ugly stripper. Everybody's just sitting there looking at you like you owe them some Ooh. money back. Yeah. Ugh, what a train wreck you're thinking. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> train wreck this deal is. <laughs> it's a poll. Do 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 something with it. There's your training. I'll take thirty thousand dollars for this semester, please. <laughs> Here's your poll. Look hot. It's, I don't know, man. It, it amazes me the money that people make off of teaching, quote unquote, teaching someone something that is either natural Anything. or it's not. <laughs> right. And I found that usually the people that go to Hamburger College or wrestling school or comedy school haven't been to a real school since about seventh grade. Right. Right. And they probably dropped out around seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> I mean, you know, nothing personal, but send all the letters to me. I know Mike. Be yeah. quiet. Rob.thrasher.gmail.com. Yeah. Hey, you know, so, some of those, some of those right dropouts, there. you know what's really funny, <laughs> man? Is, you can send them to my Facebook. I don't care. Yeah. Here's, what, here's what's really funny. Let's do. Let's talk a little bit about business. The the uh-huh. C students in high school, okay, are the ones that are the business owners, and the A students and B students right. work for the C students. Like Dave Thomas, I think, he, I think he dropped out yeah. maybe like in ninth or 10th grade, and look at what he did sure. with Wendy's. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, and, like, you know, like people say, you know, Bill Gates, everybody says, oh, Bill Gates got rich overnight. No, that guy didn't. No. Uh-huh. You know, he sold software. Like I, it might have been, we were talking about it, I think. Yeah. You know, he, he, he made minimum wage selling software forever. Yep. You know, and it's, you know, if Ten guys years, like he Einstein, sold people yep. like that, if, if, if some of these guys that were geniuses years ago were alive in today's world, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
They were. I mean, you talk about geniuses thought the world was flat. Geniuses thought, you know, and, it's, and these guys are still held in high regards. We still worship a lot of people that in today's right. world wouldn't last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and, uh, I mean, we still have Columbus Day. It turns out that uh, Christopher oh, Columbus... Oh, he that up good. <laughs> he was lost. Yeah. He was so damn lost, he didn't know where the hell he was. All he yeah, knew I mean, was he, he believed... He wouldn't have done he so well he wouldn't go off race, the edge you know of the what earth. Mean? That, his, his biggest intelligence thing was that he knew he wouldn't go off the edge. He believed that. Mm-hmm. He still ended but up it, in the it, wrong it, damn It time. amazes <laughs> me, the people that, that we hold in high regard. Oh, yeah. Christopher Columbus right. would be like... You know, he was like... When he's doing this exploring, he's like he's like Reverend Jim from Taxi. Where the heck am I? Well, it's, it's, it's a good example that you can put an idiot in front of people and somebody will listen. You know, you got Christopher Columbus. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, God. He had to go there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah wherever. Just, dude. Uh, Ricky Lake. Really? really, dude? Ah, yeah. Ricky Lake. Yeah. God, you know what, ladies? Send your, le- send your letters to, you know, just search out Jeremy on Facebook, like you said. <laughs> Jeremy Matter, M-E-A-D-O-R. And, no, uh, and just no, shut up. Well. Send them to me. <laughs> shut up, Mike. <laughs> Bastard. Send them to me, rob.thrasher at gmail.com. I'll give you a little re- reply there. Uh, got your reply right here. We, we got so many people we insulted tonight and offended that, you know, we're going to be getting some letters. And... Good. Send them all to me because I care. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we got about we got about ten minutes. Me. I mean, time time flies when you're having fun. Did, did we Where give a shout out to our sponsor, BC's uh, Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. BC's Pizza. BC's Pizza. We talked about it. Yeah. Pizza's Pizza's generally good except for the meatball and sausage. Freshest feces in town. It's beautiful. Here's the real deal. We have a real sponsor. We do. And a couple of them. A few of them, actually. A couple, yeah. Two, three, maybe. Anyway, so so the one I was just thinking of, Mike, you can go, go to the next one, but the one I was just thinking of was it was the coolest story I ever heard. I saw the guy. We were at a business conference, and and, and um, I was kind of sitting there, and I just saw that all of a sudden there's a deal goes down <laughs> at the business conference. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This guy says to me, I didn't know who he was at the time. I had no idea who he was. He says, oh, yeah, I just bought a fork from this guy. I said, a fork? <laughs> what, are you friggin' kidding me here? What the hell are you talking about? He says, I bought a fork. It's a silver fork. I said, well, well, what? how'd the deal work? He says, well, I told the guy it was worth $50. I told him I give him, I don't think what he said, $40 or $45. It was 80% of the value of the thing. And he did a deal right there. And it turns out he's a guy, he's, he's, a, he's, Ends up sponsoring our show. He's he's somebody who Mike knows very well from Oneida, New York, and um, the deal was was right there at the show. But it was totally honest and upfront. He told the guy what it was worth, showed him what it was worth, and he gave him uh, a fair value for it. And the guy said, "Fine, I'll be back with some more stuff." I think some of the stuff was from up here in this area too, Oneida Silversmith or something. Oneida, yeah. It was a good deal. He's uh, he's an honest guy, and a lot of these gold and silver guys are really not. <laughs> Let's just say you got to be careful with these guys, okay? Because oh, yeah. they'll try to give you half of the value of the thing, and then they'll sell it for ninety percent of the value. Well, he went, and and he won't. I can't guarantee. He doesn't guarantee eighty percent, eighty-five percent. But all I can tell you is I didn't even know what the deal was going down, and I saw it, and it was a fair and honest deal, and I was pretty impressed with him. His name's Greg, and I'll let you go on from there, Mike. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Greg owns a buyer of gold and silver dot com. 
his place is in uh, Oneida, New York. So if you're listening in the greater Utica area, even the greater Albany area, anywhere in Madison Syracuse. County or, or Sy- greater Syracuse area, I've seen people drive from Syracuse. Hey, listen, can you imagine getting 40 bucks for a fork? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I know. Listen, and, and here's a little business tip for you because, you know, he writes these columns and puts them, puts them in my paper. If you go to a like a garage sale or yard sale or something, and, you, and somebody's selling silverware, you flip it over and it says sterling on it. Buy the whole stuff because you can actually uh, sell it to somebody, and, they, and they'll uh, sell the silver to whoever, and they'll melt it down, and you'll get a pretty good buck for it. So, but uh, it, can they find him on your website, Mike, and your and your MadisonCountyCourier.com? Can they find him there too? Um, he is not on the website. He's in our paper, but uh, oh, okay. eleven twenty-one Glenwood Avenue, Nida. You know, you're gonna go to a pawn shop. I mean, there was a couple girls that went in there. They had like some, you know, a little bit of jewelry and stuff, and he, he gave them like twenty bucks for it. And she goes, the guy the, down the street was gonna give me like ten bucks for it. So he's a right. really honest guy. And then uh, he is. Yeah. Our, our other sponsor is uh, C- Best Used Cars of CNY.com. Best Used Cars of CNY.com. Buy there, pay there. And uh, there's there's no credit check, and I know a lot of pro- people are having problems with with credit stuff because of the economy. I listened to Leno, I think it was last night, and he was talking about how gas is they're they're expecting gas to go under three dollars a gallon. And he goes, "That's great! How what a great stimulus, right? So now you can drive by the home that you lost, and you can drive by the old by the, your old place of work where you lost your job. Hey, great! You know what a what a great stimulus for America." <laughs> It's only about ten years past, dude. But uh, hey, listen. I mean, any, anything that can help with the with the uh, confidence in Americans. I mean, lowering gas prices from almost four dollars to under three, right. it does help. I got to say that. That is, yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. And um, look, we break chops a lot about New York. We love New York. We want New York back to its its heyday. We yeah. we don't. You know, we want New York back to its heyday. We we break chops because we care, honestly. Right. If we didn't care about this state, we wouldn't be here still. Actually, I would. I'm trapped. I'm geographically challenged. I have to be here. My wife's family's all here. It's, every, it's ridiculous. I have to be in New York State. I had a yeah. bailed a long time ago. but No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, I love New York State. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to do what we can to change it. You know, what's really funny is uh, oh, we I, are. In, I was at uh, a, a water park up in uh, Old Forge, New York, and yeah. I, see the, I see these bumper stickers, and one says, I, "I love my country. It's just that I don't like the go- I don't trust the government." I mean, how many yeah, people feel that way? It is. That's very true. So, love my well, country. One of the best you. bumper stickers I've ever seen is, "Of course you can trust your government. Ask any Native American Indian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't trust it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. Now they have more lawyers than the government, so they're doing all right. Oh, now. they do. We got casinos <laughs> and cheap cigarettes. Turning stone. Are you kidding me? Up here, they got yeah. more money than any business in upstate New York. I would say, right, Mike? Probably any business in upstate New York. The yeah, stone they. You know, has they more do. probably resources than any business I know of up here. They generate a lot of revenue. I know that. A lot of revenue, and it's good for us. So you know what? Guess what? So they get a little ta- they. They're taxed, whatever. I mean, they sell cigarettes to people that are non-Indians. you got to kind of get the tax. But then again, watch out, New York. Like I said on a couple other shows, we have one of the head mob chasers is the the head of the taxation in, uh, in finance in New York. So don't even try to go to Pennsylvania and buy stuff and come back without paying your fair share because they'll find you. If you're going to, maybe you should practice breathing with a screwdriver in your lungs. 
Try to walk shoes. with their kneecaps. Your uh, <laughs> cement shoes in the pond. Yeah. Try to take a stroll <laughs> in the Olympic side, pull some cement shoes, and see how you like it. Yeah. It's not a yeah. threat, it's just advice. No, it's just, just a shirt. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying wear a condom if you're going to look at somebody funny. You know, same deal. <laughs> stay on your corner, we'll stay on ours. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. This is our part. This is your part. Like uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially works. what the government is, is is a legal mob. That's, that's oh. essentially the way it works. Gosh, I know. But you do oh it. We still live in what is the greatest thing? country in the world by all means. Uh, oh, it's, yes, it's, it's, it is it's absolutely bar none, and it, and it will be for a long time to come. But yeah. but we have oh, some yeah. struggles ahead of us. And think that's about all. that. Well, We'll get over how much better it would be if, if, if they had the best interests of the American people at heart, if it wasn't about an agenda, if it wasn't about oh, yeah. Democrats versus Republicans, if they if they right. literally had the best interests of the people at heart right. and they made decisions based on that, how much better would our country be? I mean, you look at the, the founding right. fathers of our country who look like geniuses compared to these guys oh, yeah. who look like idiots. Yeah. Well, and it all goes back to keep it simple. It's become yeah. so complicated. Yep. They Very depend true. on so yep. many other people. Yeah, you know, the other morning, you know, I told you I've been cutting this weight and, and doing this yep. diet plan and that. And a couple of mornings a week, if I can't get all the vegetables and fruits I need, I'll start off with orange juice. And uh, my fiance brought a bottle home the other morning, and I just happened to be looking at it. It was Florida's best. And I kid you not, Florida's best oranges are apparently imported from Brazil. And I thought, you have oh, got wow. to be kidding me. Are you wow. kidding me? Yeah, Listen, we got a, we got a, we got we got two minutes left, Jeremy. I just want to say something real quick. We plan on doing a show just with you about this weight loss thing because I find it intriguing, and most hey, of man, us we'll need do. to lose weight. I'd like to do a whole show just about that. Be more business, less funny, but we'll we'll still get some funny in there. Oh, I want yeah, to do that show with Yeah, we'll do that with the next couple of weeks. And um, I just want to tell everybody before we go off live stream here in about a minute and a half um, that. We're going to talk a little bit about this uh, hacker group, Anonymous. Something really freaking crazy happened just within the past 48 hours. I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll do that. Ninety seconds exactly here. I just got the word from the um, hot British chick that we got ninety seconds left. <laughs> so I just uh-huh. wanted to mention those few things. We're going to come back uh after this, uh, go to iTunes, search for Funny Business. Call in after the show. If you're too shy to call in while we're streaming live, call us after the show. You can still be on there. And then the show's edited shortly thereafter if I get to it. If not, it doesn't get edited. But And then we got <laughs> we got area code 6464-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646-646
we'll get back here uh, in a second. Ten hey, seconds, what? and then we go um, live stream what? Yeah, you know, weight loss is such a big thing. It's really funny because a friend of mine, you know, tried to lose weight, and he was being serious about the whole slim fast thing. He goes, see, that slim fast, mm-hmm. slim fast doesn't work. He goes, I tried to shake with my breakfast and a shake with my lunch. He goes, and then I ate a sensible dinner. I got I got no weight loss at all. I go, dude, mm-hmm. you do it instead of your breakfast and lunch. He goes, what kind of a weight loss oh. program is that, right? So I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, are you going to see, still nobody told to... me that. Yeah. You, yeah, so listen, you can actually... Uh, you can find my my website for the weight loss is advochangedmylife.com. Right. Say it again, slow. It's advo changed my life. A D V O changed my life dot com. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So my much, story and the product information, all that's there too. Yeah. How much weight have you lost? You can buy into that too, right? Like a I've network marketing deal. You can yeah, buy you into can, it. you can become a distributor. I've dropped thirty five pounds the last twenty four days. And I'm really? ready to do the whole. I'm gonna do the whole cycle again. Thank you. Wow. Well, I've yeah. got about a buck thirty to lose, so I'm yeah. I'm a quarter yeah. of the way where. But I'm fast. It's going faster than if I would have done without. Oh it. sure. Just just a little right. bit of advice. It, you would lose a lot faster if you actually did the shake weight as well. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, no doubt, no doubt. That's no, shake what it weight. Shake it off. <laughs> shake shake weight. for years. <laughs> yeah. Richard when Simmons says. Shake weight, shaking to the oldies. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, shaking for the way I got all this weight. <laughs> Ironically, that's how you lose the weight. Jeremy, when you said that your mom sat you down and she said that you, she told you the reality of the um, the professional wrestling thing and you got a little tear in your eye and then the thing I pictured next was her saying, oh, and by the way, we know that these strange noises coming from your room is not the shake weights. That's, that's all I could picture. In. <laughs> she knew, when dude. She patted me on the shoulder and said, your mom oh, knows, I was going to tell you the truth about your dad, but I'll save that until you calm down. Oh, uh, wow. So, I guess what's going to happen is I'm going to find out my dad is not George Hamill. Yeah, it could be. could be. <laughs> that's entirely possible. <laughs> uh, such is my life. Such as it is. So listen, you guys, this is crazy crap today. I got this thing. Have you heard of the uh, organization, the hacker organization called Anonymous? No. I haven't seen it yet. You will soon. Um, they, they're, they've been well, pretty well known in, in the cybersecurity community for mm, probably six, seven months. People started hearing about them. And they started claiming things. Like, you know how, like, when somebody shoots down a plane and, and, the, and the bad guys will take responsibility for it? Well, this is this group now. And, by the way, they claim to be protecting us from something which we don't know about. It's really very eerie and scary. I'm going to play the video, or the, the video and I'll, I'll put the audio here. And you guys listen to this. The group's called Anonymous. They're a hacker group. They just released. Now, here's the thing. We don't know. Did they really release this? Is it another group trying to look like them? We don't know. But listen to this crazy-ass YouTube uh, video. Again, the group's called Anonymous. They, they're a, Basically, it's a hacker organization. And they claim that they have this, what they call Operation Facebook. Now, the group does claim this, but we don't know if this is the video is really the group or not. So I'm going to play this. Listen to this thing. It's crazy. Listen. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up here. Yeah, or not. Internet issues. (laughs) 
that too loud? No. Oh, Is it too God. loud? I just now got word. I got a jump off. Um, okay, give Jeremy, me a shout, jump off. Give me a shout later tonight. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks Jeremy. See you, man. Come in yeah, again, Jeremy. I'll get with you later tonight. I just got to take these two calls. I forgot all about them. But Go I'll ahead, okay. Sure. Go ahead. Thanks for coming. Mike, was that too loud, too close to the... Uh, yeah, maybe just turn down a little bit or... Okay, hold on. Attention, citizens of the world, we are anonymous. We wish to get your attention, hoping you heed the warnings as follows. Your medium of communication you all so dearly adore will be destroyed. If you are a willing activist or a guy who just wants to protect the freedom of information, then join the cause and kill Facebook for the sake of your own privacy. Facebook has been selling information to government agencies and giving clandestine access to information security firms so that they can spy on people from all around the world. Some of these so-called white-hot infosec firms are working for authoritarian governments, such as those of Egypt and Syria. Everything you do on Facebook stays on Facebook regardless of your privacy settings, and deleting your account is impossible. Even if you delete your account, all your personal info stays on Facebook and can be recovered at any time. Changing the privacy settings to make your Facebook account more private is also a delusion. Facebook knows more about you than your family. You cannot hide from the reality in which you, the people of the Internet, live in Facebook is the opposite of the antisect cause. You are not safe from them nor from any government. One day you will look back on this and realize what we have done here is right. Think for a while and prepare for a day that will go down in history. November 5th, 2011. We are anonymous. We are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Wow. A little creepy. Yeah. Listen, November so 5th, they call this Operation Facebook. And what they're yeah. claiming is, now the thing that they're claiming is that, that Facebook is sharing information with government agencies, blah, blah, blah. Well, the thing is, to me, is like, if if I'm worried about that, then maybe, you, maybe you're a terrorist. Because what would you care if Facebook was sharing information about you? Oh, sure. Okay, don't get me wrong. I mean, I believe in privacy. you got to have privacy. This country is about privacy, private property rights, and stuff like that. But this group is friggin' scary because they have taken... I, I, when I took that cybersecurity class, Mike, the, yeah. this group was right in the middle of having hijacked a cybersecurity company, and they were trying to bribe, they were trying to blackmail the CEO. And what he did was he put it all public. He just immediately went public with it and said, our networks have been compromised. I'm sorry that it happened, but it happened. And I want everyone to know that it was done by this group, and they're holding us hostage. They were trying to blackmail this guy, the CEO of a cybersecurity company. So this shit isn't new, but it's fairly new within, you know, people haven't really been paying attention to this group. Now everybody's paying attention. Now they claim to be in the, in the they claim to be representing the people and saying, well, we're doing this because, like, like did you hear that thing? It said, so the first thing they did was they blackmailed a, a CEO of a cybersecurity company who supposedly, by and large, is protecting government networks. Mm-hmm. from intrusions 
Uh, right. But this group claims to be operating on our behest and saying, well, on November 5th, Operation Facebook, November 5th, they claim to be shutting these guys down. So it's very weird and scary and eerie. Yeah, we'll we'll see if that actually happens on November 5th. Yeah, well, you know? we will see. This is the thing. And so if it doesn't happen, I suspect it's not the group because it's probably, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are the kind of guys that you never see them coming. They don't announce stuff beforehand. So it seems fishy to me that that they come out with this video. Now, maybe they're getting cocky. What happens with all these guys? They get a little cocky, a little overbearing. They think they can control the world, and uh, they start doing stupid stuff. But usually this is the kind of group that, like I say, this guy, this CEO of the cybersecurity company, never saw these guys coming. Yeah. They, they hit him. They, took, they basically took control of all of his networks, and they were military networks. All this stuff you hear oh. about Pentagon intrusions and stuff, these guys are attacking military networks. So I kind of find it hard to believe that they're, you know, operating on our behalf when they're uh, hurting sure. our national security. So I do don't know, think, but then again. Do you think this is uh, this this group is, is American they're, they're, or do you think they're uh, a foreign group? <laughs> Listen, that's a very, very good question. My, my, my suspicion would be that if they started out as Americans who were hackers who wanted to just make right the wrongs of the society, this and that, the same ones that leaked the frickin' WikiLeaks bullshit. I suspect that at some point in time they, listen, the American government admits that they will hire these guys. If There's been guys caught by the FBI who served time in prison who went to work for the American government. Like, they didn't really give them a choice at that point, but... But you either go, if you're that good, you go one way or the other. And sure, I suspect yeah. you might you might have a good point. I, I suspect they might be working for foreign foreign entities or for, listen, organized crime is on the Internet, dude, bigger than anybody realizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so it's either a foreign entity or organized crime, but the organized crime really, they they really, believe it or not, you know, it's like the guys in jail, they have certain codes about, Somebody comes in who's a child molester and they don't like them. They they kick their ass and stuff like that. But you know what? It's similar. It's like these guys who who are organized crime in America who are like, their eBay is a ton of these guys. Okay, they're out there. They're setting you up on how much you buy it for and all this other stuff. And they're friggin' hack. They have some of the best hackers in the country. Organized crime. Right. Everybody knows it. If you read the news deep enough, you find all this stuff. It's not a secret, but. The point is, this anonymous is either either really thinks they're protecting us, or they're just working for the bad guys, and they just want to shut down the American economy. Mm-hmm. Same as the World Trade Center. Yeah, I don't know. I wish so it, who the wish hell knew that? Yeah. Right. It's pretty eerie, though. This video. It's it's spooky. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen the video, but just I mean the audio of it is uh, is, is oh, pretty spooky. Oh, The video part of it is just a guy with a looks like a crest. And his face is grayed out, and there's a question mark over it in a suit. He looks like a, a government official in a suit, but his face is grayed out, and there's a question mark over it. It's pretty Maybe eerie. He's a Joker from Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, we're getting attacked by Joker. <laughs> that gives a kind of a cool new twist to it. I like Maybe that. It's, <laughs> Maybe it's the guy from Courageous Cat Minimals. Meow, she, meow, Mark J. Meow, she, meow. <laughs> Or just can't minimize, see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see? <laughs> I don't know. You know. The, anonymous is just one guy. It's the Joker. Yeah, Ooh. Anonymous. anonymous or the Riddler. The, no, the Riddler with the question yeah. mark. Oh, the Riddler, yeah. Anonymous, anonymous <laughs> is uh, 
Anonymous is a uh, is a group of cartoon characters come to life. Uh, it was a government experiment. They, they were going to put the cartoon characters to work to help and solve right. the world problems, and they went bad. Right. They got a computer virus. It went bad. Anonymous. Got freaking everybody in there. The original Mickey Mouse, the black and white guy jumping up and down, Steamboat Willie, he's in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Could and, be. And, 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 hot on, and, and hot on their heels is uh, is Ricochet Rabbit and Deputy Droop along. <laughs> and you got Ricochet. Snidely Whiplash. And, and, uh, <laughs> who else? God. You remember those those Hanna Barbera uh, yes. cartoons? The they, were, they were still good. Heavens to Murgatroyd's exit stage left. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Yeah. <laughs> remember, uh, remember uh, Simon and the Sea Monster? I used to love that. Remember that one? It was, was, it was that? two sea monsters that lived in the kids' garage, the kids' shed or some shit. It was called uh, Simon and the Sea Monsters. Oh, friggin' so. What else we got? Let's see. Um, all the originals, of course. Get Smart, yeah. remember that? Before it was a movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was actually pretty Get good. Smart. Have you seen yeah. the new Planet of the Eight movie? Dude, no, that I have good. not. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I remember Planet of the Apes, the show, though. That was that was pretty cool. I used to have a show. Oh, man, I used to watch that. Re- me and my dad used to watch that religiously. Well, we used to watch. We used to literally get home from school and we we would turn on Batman. We go to my friend's house and watch Batman. Oh. You know, <laughs> Adam West and. and Have you uh, ever watched those now? Like you're like, oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. Really, really? He's got bat. He's got what was it? Uh, oh, he's got shark repellent and his his utility belt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. We, we watched it for Catwoman. Catwoman was hot, man. Oh yeah. You know. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn right. You know, we watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, the yeah, from, the uh, from the island of Amazons or whatever. <laughs> right, the, the Bionic Woman. Ah, uh, Bionic Woman. Charlie's Angels. Wonder Woman. What? Charlie's Angels. Oh boy. With Farrah Fawcett and ah. Kate Jackson. Hello. Jacqueline Smith. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo. Hey so. now. Yeah, and then and then it, it, then it migrated to Three's Company with Suzanne Summers and Joyce DeWitt. Oh, jeez, Lord, right? Come and knock on a door. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. Don Ritter, what a lucky guy. Strictly platonic? Right? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, he had a good run, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. You, can't, but, you uh, really can't feel sorry for the guy. He had a good, good run. Yeah. Seriously, as an actor as well as just, you know, Live with two girls, and he had the two girls who were his daughters. That was quite a migration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That show was pretty good too. That was pretty funny too. That show. He's always he was always on good shows. The guy. Right. right. I mean, yeah. good shows is a relative term, but they were funny and people liked them. So. Yeah. Remember those, were, remember those other shows too? You know, <laughs> I, I grew up with huh? the Jeffersons and Cheers and. Uh, oh, uh, Cheers. What else is out there? Good times. Temporary <laughs> layoffs. Yeah. Keeping your head above water. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now, keeping our heads above water. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> barely. <laughs> but uh Yep. Yeah, what else? What else? I mean it was it was good stuff, man. It was it was a good show back then. Would you say you said the Jeffersons? Archie Jeff- Bonka. 
Yeah, all in the family. Eat it. Oh, eat Bye. it. Me yeah. head. <laughs> oh, Archie. Oh, yeah. Archie. So, that was good stuff. And, uh, oh, welcome back, Hotter. Oh, right. sure. That was the best. That was one of Vinny, the best. That Vinny Barberino, Freddie Boom Boom Vinny. Washington. Boom Boom. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why they call you Boom Boom? Right. A boom 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 Boom. Playing the, playing the air bass. <laughs> it's like, what is that, a stand-up air bass or something? Dude, that's, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. God. It's really funny because I was talking to, to people about when I grew up, okay, I was a little guy, mm. and, uh, my first recollection of music was eight tracks. Okay, oh, so yeah. you go from eight tracks to cassettes, and, and we had albums back then and stuff like that. But the, the albums would get sure. scratched, and then it was like, yeah, Doom. they were worthless. Like, okay, you know, it, it's just yeah. uh, it's skipping, it's skipping, it's skipping into the right. future, and then uh, <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> and then we went to uh, you know CDs, thank God, after cassette tapes and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, right. And, uh, we had um, we had the uh, friggin' uh, Grease album when we were little. I remember that. Oh. That was big time Grease. Remember? Yep. <laughs> well, it's Grease Lightning. You better yeah. shape up. <laughs> yeah. And she put yeah. the cigarette out with her hot little foot. What? <laughs> I got chills are multiplying. Oh, Sandy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Danny. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh Lord, we actually had that album when we were young. Holy man, yeah. bro! If I still had it, it'd be worth money. Yeah, some of those movies back then, man. I mean, you know, I, I remember going to the big screen to see the first Rocky. Hey yo, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's my turtles, Cuff and Link, my dog Buckus, yo Buckus. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff, man. And uh, friggin', um, what was that movie? Uh, one of my favorite movies from back in the day was uh, First Blood. Yeah. Fly. Yeah, man, that was a good movie. Remember the, and that's remember one of those movie. movies that I even watched it recently, and it still hasn't really lost a little bit. You can still see, you know, they don't age well these movies, but no, it's not like Star Wars. Where I talked to one guy who was a Star Wars advocate, he's like, "Oh, Star Wars is just as good now as it was." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? No. They have like sparklers as the stars in the background. Are you freaking kidding me? It was just yeah. as good." <laughs> They have friggin', they have ships on friggin' wires, dude. It's not right. good. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Star, Star Wars was cutting edge back then, you know. That's yeah, sure. back then it was cutting edge. And the story is okay. It's a good story. It's a clever story. But the fact is, you go back and watch it, and you're like, really? I thought this was cool. Yeah. <laughs> like Star, Star Trek. I was a big Trekkie. I don't know if you were, but oh, yeah. you go oh, back and watch yeah. any of those. Oh, my God. It's yeah. horrible. Horrible. Yeah, for its, for its time, it was it was really really good. Those those it were was the cutting shows, edge, man. and the fact is, they talked about lasers and like stuff that's like, you know, conceptually it was awesome. Yeah. But you look at the special right. effects, you're like really, that's on a wire. Well, what's, <laughs> well, what's really funny? Here's what's really funny is is by the year 2000, you know, like Conan would do in the year 2000. Yeah, right? we do that. Wow, I love that. Yeah, we, yeah. we thought we thought we'd have flying cars. Oh, we thought no. we'd be flying around like mad guys right now. Dude, we can't even put together a high sp- a high speed rail system. We can't even get a friggin' railroad system in. We can't we got even get 1800s we... railroad systems in. We can't even put. It's, it's, it's like Richard. It's like Congressman Richard Hanna said. Not even one piece. Of no high speed rail no. system. Not even one no. piece. 
not going to happen. Are you and kidding me? And the fact me? is, nobody, no more people aren't going to use it any more than use it now. It's, it'll make everyone's life who goes to New York City on a regular basis that much better. But are you kidding me? No more yeah, people are going to use it. It's not going to generate more revenue. And the matter of fact is, it costs as much to take a train and look at a plane. I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking the plane's better. Then again, oh, you yeah. got to get accosted and frisked and raped and and right. multiply, uh, you know. I got tatted down. That was it was an experience. <laughs> Something I never expected. That's for sure. I'm thinking, wouldn't it be funny if they patted me down? And here it is, self fulfilled prophecy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, sir. Is this your bag, sir? Hello. Yeah, what's 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 wrong with it? Is it too is it too much Listerine? Is it over the three ounce limit? No, sir. You've got a laptop in here and uh, a video camera. I didn't know that was against the law. I'm sorry. Has it been a while since you've yeah. flown? Yeah, about ten years, and, and no one's ever had more than that. three ounces. Oh my god! I tell people oh. the story. I had for the longest time. I would go to New York City. I would fly right out of here, uh, up here in uh, Oneida County Airport, hmm. when you could do that. Right. In upstate New York, I would fly down to New York City. It was a nice, quick flight. And yeah. let me tell you something. I I went on hundreds of flights. In my bag, I had a taser. when I would go to New York City, I would take a taser. Oh, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I just sailed through this. Before 9-11, of course. Right, right. Be- yeah. I mean, really? When I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have been allowed to have that on the plane. Yeah. But... It was in the bag, and you didn't even think about it. It's like, well, this is what I have when I go down there, and it's like big deal. It's like I throw the bag in the car, bam, I throw it on the plane. Nobody says a word about it. And I'm like, you know what? That actually makes me a little nervous that I could have. I mean, these guys use box cutters, which are scary enough, but, I mean, think if they had something a little more whatever. I guess they would have done the same thing probably. But Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. But, uh. Yeah, I mean the whole flying thing. I just, I just think they took it just way too extreme. Oh, it's it's I understand overkill. And, and the guys that are gonna, the bad guys are gonna figure out something. Yeah. I mean, I understand safeguards. I really, really do. Yeah, you know, sure, of course. It's so, it's so funny. It, you know, I mean, here's here's a nice part about it. I mean, you think that everybody goes through the same thing that you go through. You know, you go through the metal detector, <laughs> you take your shoes off, right. you take your your laptop and your camera out of the the right. carry-on. Okay, just if you're listening out there, you take it out of the carry-on and you put it into the yep. bucket. Okay. So turn it on. Yeah, my wife and I got on on the plane from Atlanta to LA and and uh you know there were some shady looking characters and stuff. I don't like, I don't want like to be stereotypical typically, but you know you look at these people and go, no, okay, go ahead and do it. Potential <laughs> terrorist, all right? Cuz you're thinking that, okay? Just human nature. This guy's clearly a terrorist and I'm not. <laughs> so because because we have kids, they put us in the back of the plane, the very back by the bathroom so we don't make any noise. But hey, it's cool because we have master bathrooms now. One sure. of side, so that's that's pretty cool. But we get, we get yeah. we take off. Okay, we take off. We're in the air now. My wife goes, "Hey, did you see some of the characters on this plane?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "What do you think?" And I said, "Why are you telling me this now? Why don't you tell me this on the ground?" <laughs> I said, "Listen, here's here's the reality. Okay, and, and my my sense of humor is different than my wife's. I said we are going to land somewhere safely, either in LA or right. we're going to see Jesus today." So she goes, that's not, and I'm no. laughing about it. She goes, that's not funny. You did not say that to your wife. I did. I said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I did. Either way, we're safe. It's okay. Either way, we're going to land somewhere safely today, either in L.A. at LAX, or we're going to land in heaven and see Jesus today, okay? And she's like, that's not funny. You think 
think that's funny? Like, I do, actually. I said, you tell did. me that's on the ground before we take off so I can get us off oh the plane. If you're that right. concerned. It's a little late now. Right. If you really do it have is. a concern, it's fine. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> The stewardess comes by and says, can I help you? you want to stow it in some penis? I'm like, no, can you tell the pilot to please turn his plane around and land it because my wife and I want to get off. <laughs> my wife said there's creepy guys on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely Yeah, definitely creepy guys. Yeah, definitely creepy guys. Yeah, Yeah, very creepy, very, very creepy. Yeah, yeah 10 minutes to crash, 10 minutes to crash. Yeah, 10 minutes to crash. Yeah, going to crash. We're all going down. We're all going down. Definitely crash. Yeah, we're going to crash. Jeez. Definitely you know, going to crash. I'm a very good driver. I'm not a good plane flyer. I'm a very good driver. <laughs> yeah. We should have flown Qantas. Qantas never crashed. Qantas never crashed. Qantas never crashed. I don't tell you what. Last time I went to security, they made me take off my condom. It was friggin' ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Had it on for three days. Listen. Yeah, my last 12 hours off the deal. Yeah. Still, I you know, whatever. You got to take if it anybody off. Is, if anybody's still listening, you're a diehard. We appreciate it. But listen, you, you, you put a condom on before you have sex. You take it off after you have sex. You don't get yeah, the condom because you will get a rash. Right. Ew. Yeah, it's not if you're that concerned about it, like this comedian once said one time, he goes, listen, he goes, okay, condom is latex, right? He goes, Sears Weather Beater paint is latex. He goes, if you're worried about it, he goes, dip the puppy in there, and you're good for three to five years. Right? It's latex. That's all. That's all. All right. I got to go, Mike. All right, man. Great show. I'll catch, up, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening and, and uh, hanging Thanks, in there everybody. with us. If you've, if you've listened this long, remember, buyergoldandsilver.com, cybervillage.com, mikebovin.com. Yeah, call and get a life. Get a life, Jeremy too. Matter. Oh, you're at it. What's that? Adios. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Peace out. <laughs>